Brian Minter is going to be our guest in just a second, and I'm going to tell him about how my garden suddenly looks very different than it did two weeks ago. I know I've told you guys about my tomatoes. It took me ages to grow them. Finally, I ended up with hundreds of happy red tomatoes, all different sizes. Some of them were massive. I did bring some in to the office to share with some of my coworkers because we had too many. Now what do I have? What do I have now? Something quite sad. I have a couple dozen pale pink tomatoes and a funny-shaped pumpkin finding its way into the world. Let's find out what I'm supposed to do next with this sad-looking plot of land and welcome (laughs) Minter Country Garden Store owner, Brian Minter. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. What a lovely day, too. We're so lucky at this time of year. We've had a wonderful run of weather, and the forecast looks pretty good for the future. So uh, you're right. Everything we have in our garden right now, uh, because of this weather and our very late start, uh, is is ripening nicely right now. And and it's not time to pull up stakes here. It's time to actually save uh, what we have. Uh, If we get um, a little bit of chilly weather, there's so many crops we can keep on going well into October. So uh, that's great. And, and, you know, tomatoes ripen from the inside out. And uh, so what you need to do if the weather turns on us or whatever, you just simply put, if you've got a cool spot in your home, uh, put some newspaper down, put your tomatoes uh, on the newspaper in a dark area. uh, and They'll ripen beautifully. A lot of people put them on the windowsill, and that's okay, too. But uh, let me assure you, we've still got lots of time to enjoy lots more tomatoes. Okay, so should I be harvesting them now and doing that to protect them from the chill? You know what? When we have when we have this, that's a great question. When we have this nice weather, uh, let's uh, uh, let's keep it going. That's so very important. Uh, and outside is perfect. We're getting our cooler nights now. But uh, no, they're they're better to be on the vine. Uh, the flavor is so much better. You know, this summer I put to test a bunch of your tips and I ended up with a very colorful, vibrant garden. But now that I'm thinking ahead to a couple of weeks from now when things will eventually get cooler, um, what can I do to keep color around in my garden? Oh, that's such an important question. And the reason is, uh, as things start to deteriorate and dry out, and, you know, these, a lot of annuals in particular have sort of, you know, had a great run, but, but now we need to be thinking about not only the next season as we move into fall later this week, we need to be thinking about winter as well. Remember those cold days, those short days, those dark days, those wet days? Uh, that's when uh, we I need color them. most of all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking and, about, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so switching over, uh, and there's so many ways we can do that. And we need, uh, I think today we need to be a little more inventive and a little more sophisticated in terms of how we do things. It's not just, um, you know, many of the growers in BC have beautiful chrysanthemums right now to put on our, our porches right away. And, and by the way, um, you, you mentioned a little bit about pumpkins, but, you know, there's a whole new theme coming in terms of, uh, you know, decorating. When I go to Ontario, uh, uh, our eastern neighbors do such an amazing job of fall. And uh, so uh, getting this, and by the way, it's not just orange pumpkins anymore. Uh, it's the pink ones. It's the green oh, wow, ones. How it's festive. the blue ones. It, it's all these new designer pumpkins. And the white, of course, is playing a huge role. Uh, so, uh, first of all, on your front porch, now it's time to be putting uh, that beautiful decor. It, it just changes the whole neighborhood in terms of uh, when you do that. It changes the style of your home. So, you it know, really corn does. stalks, hay bales, all those sorts of things. Um, it, it's a nice, um, and, you know, it's a beautiful display. And, of course, they last right through until, you know, you get into November. But the other thing is, and, and you're quite right, uh, replacing color. 
And uh, the, the mums, as I mentioned, are, are beautiful, and they're part of the front steps as well as making that nice display. Oh, and a little bit of a tip here, which is so important. Uh, most people think that the mums are annuals. Um, if you, when the chrysanthemums are finished, especially if you plant them in the ground for winter or somewhere in your garden, uh, don't prune them back. Don't oh. uh, let those uh, buds, those beautiful, you know, orange and bronze and white blooms, uh, don't cut them off. Let them shrivel naturally, put them in the ground. And if you do that, they actually will become a perennial and come back, you know, year after year. So that's a, a little tip to make sure that, you know, you don't lose them. The other thing is it's a combination of things like your beautiful winter pansies um, that, uh, and, and by the way, there's, there's so many unique colors and don't just put mixed in. Uh, the color displays today are so much more sophisticated. Um, you know, there, there's a sort of a fall mix. Uh, there, there's a, you know, one I love called, um, oh, you know, daffodil mix. And it's sort of a uh, yellow and an orange and a soft yellow and a white. Um, it has impact. So whatever we do, do it with a, a little bit of flair and choose the colors that really pop. The other thing right now is if you want to have a winter color uh, already in January, it's now time to put in some of the beautiful snowdrops, uh, the yellow winter aconites, uh, the beautiful crocus that everybody loves. And just don't plunk them anywhere. Try and put them in groupings around trees and shrubs and plants. Uh, you have a, a lot of us have smaller space gardens today. So how you use them is so very important. And remember, um, by getting them located well, they will come back year after year with an even better display. So when you're thinking about bulbs um, and putting them in this time of year, remember the first ones are going to be, you know, uh, in January coming up, and that's not that far away. But the, the, if you do it well, you'll be able to enjoy your bulbs from January right through until uh, July. You, that's the stretch of bulbs that come up. So something to look forward to. Okay, and those snowdrops, you could be planting those now? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and try and get them in early. For the early bulbs, uh, they need time to root and get established. And kind of the secret is, remember, all bulbs love well-drained soil. They don't want to sit in wet, soggy soil. So if you've got those areas, kind of amend the soil a wee bit. Uh, fine bark mulch uh, worked into the soil, uh, raised beds and so on. So they, they really don't want to be sitting wet over a long period of time. So that that's awfully important. And um, and just pockets of color. The other thing I love, uh, which the you know bulb growers in Holland have been doing over the past few years, and uh, is putting combinations together because often we don't know, you know, how do I make this look really good? Today, they have fabulous combinations that, uh, you know, you, you, you can look at the package, you know, and you get exactly that, blending the right colors together for high impact. So it's not just, you know, here's a bulb. Here's something that is a beautiful artistic display. And, and I think that's kind of a different thing uh, as well, which is going. And the, the other thing, too, it's not just about going in the ground or in our front steps. I think one of the, the things that we need to look at is a lot of our containers for winter. So instead of, um, you know, as our annuals get tired and finish and, you know, it just looks tired, um, replace them. And there's so many uh, ways of doing that. The ornamental grasses that go through the wintertime, some of our really neat uh, flowering um, or actually, well, deciduous uh, shrubs and evergreen shrubs, uh, like the beautiful Nandina or Heavenly Bamboo. I love using them. Some of the broadleaf plants with a lot of pop and a lot of color. Some of the uh, leucotheas, for example, there's one called Scarletta that goes red in wintertime. Combinations of these things in containers will go all the way through the wintertime into next spring. And we just have to watch in, in winter as well. But in some of our hanging baskets, um, and I like the low squatty ones, it's easier to do. But taking things like the wonderful evergreen heucheras of many different colors and uh, some of the ornamental grasses, uh, again, using that, 
evergreen perennials like uh, the wonderful ajugas, and there's new varieties out there that are called feathered friends. Uh, they spill over very nicely in, in a hanging basket. So you can, and adding, of course, winter pansies uh, to, to, uh, to spill over. So you can refresh all those baskets and containers right now to get a whole new wonderful look and so you, so you get real pop uh, on your uh, your porch. And we call them, of course, porch pots. And you know, they look so Makes good. Sense. They really do. Yeah. And I love those ornamental grasses. They really add so much. But I am mostly a sucker for anything flowering in pinks, reds and purples. Um, what is your recommendation there? Well, uh, it's a whole new season for perennials right now, and a lot of the early ones are done, but they're, uh, this is why I love long-blooming perennials. Uh, all are beautiful rebecchias. Uh, if you love, um, you know, sort of the blues, uh, the geranium roseanne is a perennial geranium that flowers uh, right from, I would say, June until October. It, it's great out there, but the, the essence of fall perennials are the wonderful asters that coming in your pinks and your blues and all those colors that you love, but also um, really, really hot on the Japanese anemones. Japanese anemones begin to flower right now, and uh, they go well into uh, October, November, and they come back each year with a more beautiful display. So they're all specific fall uh, perennials. And you're right, blending them in with some of the ornamental grasses, especially some of the the new panicums and and, uh, other varieties that that the foliage turns that, that beautiful bronze uh, color, and they have that. The seed heads right now are so important. And some of the miscanthus, uh, which are amazing. I love Yakujima because it's a short one. And I love uh, Morning Light because it's got wonderful foliage, very, very elegant with the plumes on top. And every time we get a bit of a breeze or wind, uh, these little guys sort of dance in the wind. And these are all perennials. So if you do it well now, they will come back year after year and give us amazing displays. Well, I have been re-inspired, and I hope our listeners are too. Thank you so much, Brian. What a pleasure. Thank you, and enjoy the day, and good luck with the tomatoes. <laughs> Thanks. That was Brian Minter, owner of the Minter Country Garden Store in Chilliwack. Stick around. We have so much more coming up on CKNW.